0: Everyone is talking about Twitter this week and I will too, but in a bit we'll start today's episode with Amazon Music. Yeah, that app. Spotify and Apple Music are the most popular destinations for music streaming these days, even though Pandora is one of the highest earning apps in the US. We'll worry about that later. There are other names you may have seen when exploring music streamers, but Amazon Music, which launched all the way back in 2012, so it's been there for a while. It's unlikely to be one of those names. Well, Amazon is finally trying to change that. Last week, the service unlocked a catalog of 100 million songs and podcasts, and we'll talk about podcasts in a moment, and they made that available to every Prime subscribers. Some say they did it to justify Prime's 17% price hike. Um, it could be that. It could be that they're running out of ways to grow Prime, or maybe they're trying to unmiss a missed opportunity with their music. Whatever it is, it seems to be working. According to our app intelligence, downloads of Amazon Music, which also changed its icon last week, grew by 34% on Tuesday, giving Amazon Music its best day of downloads ever. Daily downloads rose from an average of 120,000 in October to more than 160,000 on Tuesday. That's across the App Store and Google Play combined, but the majority of growth is coming from the App Store right now. Now, I expect Google Play to eventually catch up, maybe not to the same amount, but they will catch up, so I believe this is just more demand for music. For a brief moment, Amazon Music even got close to Spotify in terms of downloads, in the US App Store. Amazon has made a lot of moves related to content this year. Hits and misses, mostly misses if you ask me, which is why I'm not expecting this trend to really continue. But there are two reasons it might. First, music, unlike movies and shows, is still not something streamers are creating, making Amazon's catalog really just as good as Apple's and Spotify's, but more free. And that's sure to claw at the competition, and second, Original content from music streamers comes in the form of podcasts these days, and Amazon's press release used a lot of words to talk about podcasts, making me believe they're looking for their own Joe Rogan right now, and they might find one. Now, Amazon's track record isn't amazing, so this is a huge question mark, but for now, free slash included with Prime is really short to annoy the competition. By the way, I'm Ariel from AppFigures and you're tuned into a new episode of This Week in Apps, a weekly roundup of news about mobile apps and sometimes games. If you like knowing things, give the episode a like and subscribe to the channel to see more. Back to the data. YouTube has become one of my main channels for acquiring knowledge and entertainment these days. Actually, it's the only channel. In other words, it's what you'll see me watching when I'm sitting on my couch. And since I don't like ads, I happily pay for YouTube Premium. Do you pay for YouTube Premium? Let me know in the comments. Looking at the App Store's top grossing chart, I'm definitely not the only one, even if you didn't write anything in the comments. YouTube has been one of the most sticky apps on the chart for a very long time. Last week, they announced they want to cement their place on the chart even more. And by that, I mean YouTube announced the price of premium is going up, which will make it even easier for the app to keep its top grossing place forever and ever and ever. I'd normally look at revenue over time to see just how much it grew. But YouTube has been one of the highest earning apps for so long, there isn't much interesting to look at. Lots of money, great. Instead, I want to look at something else. So I asked Josh, our head of data science and the one who tipped me to this increase to run through all of our top grossing ranks for the year and rank the top apps by the number of days they spent at the top of the chart. The results were a little different than what I expected. YouTube had the most days as the number one top-grossing app in the US App Store this year. 235 days so far out of 300 because the year is not over. While high, that wasn't a real surprise. What is surprising is that not a single app or game managed to get close. TikTok, YouTube's chief rival, managed to snag 17 days in the lead, a tiny fraction when compared to the red monster. ESPN, which swings a lot when it comes to revenue, spent just 12 days in the top spot even if you add up the rest you won't get anywhere near youtube's total and now that the price is going up expect those others to have even less of a chance by the way i make sure to turn off ads on all of my videos so even my non-premium viewers don't suffer if you appreciate that give the video a like now october is behind us which means it's time to take a look at twitter's in-app revenue the moment we've been waiting for this month is a bit special it's the last in the pre-elon era I hope that also means November will see a big increase in revenue because October just wasn't great. We estimate that net revenue grew to 580,000 in October. Now that's a bump of roughly 7% compared to September. And net means what Twitter gets to keep after paying Apple and Google their fees. That's good news for Twitter because last month, the total went down for the first time ever. So at least we know that's not a trend and that's good news, but it's also not good news because it's a really tiny increase. Snapchat Plus did all of that in under a day with uh, no longer new in-app purchase, which isn't even all that exciting. I've been talking about how unexciting Twitter's paid offering is and how they aren't incentivizing creators for about a year now, and not much has changed. They grew incrementally at best, but everything changed this week as Iron Man took over Twitter, and I expect this total to change drastically as a result in the next few months. It might be wishful thinking, but Elon Musk has a track record of taking things and making them bestest in a way no one else has. And I see that happening with Twitter as well. It might take time, but I see that happening. I've been on Twitter for over 13 years, and I've seen it evolve in different ways under different chiefs. The evolution it needs now is to its business model. And I'm not talking about the ad side of the business model, but the part that actually makes money from the product and not from the people. I think Elon and Jason can do this. The foundation is there, the audience is there, the tools are lacking. I'm very bullish on Twitter under Elon, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it will evolve. Speaking of Twitter, Elon's takeover of Twitter prompted some users to look for an alternative. While there isn't a true replacement for Twitter, one of the most similar alternatives is Mastodon, a distributed platform that's not owned by anyone, and that's by design. Before last week, Mastodon was a fairly unpopular app, getting only a handful of downloads every day. Less than 500, according to our estimates. In fact, Mastodon was downloaded a total of 9,500 times in all of 2021, the year it was launched. Last week, everything changed. Downloads rose sharply and crossed 44,000 on Friday alone as news of the acquisition broke. By the following Tuesday, Mastodon was downloaded more than 185,000 times. That's an increase of 1,847% compared to all of 2021, And that happened in just five days. The trend sloped down though, and I expect it to continue sloping down because Mastodon isn't a replacement for Twitter. The whole idea behind Mastodon is that no one entity owns the platform. Instead, Mastodon is a protocol for a platform that can be run by anyone on any server, anywhere. Interesting in theory, but for most users, that means you'll likely join someone else's server and only have access to people on that server. Plus the platform you will use will still be owned by someone because it has to. And fun fact, in case you want to understand what I mean, a certain social platform owned by a certain ex-president uses the Mastodon protocol to run its own server. See what I mean? It's not a replacement. The current hype is what's causing this increase in downloads, not real demand, so I don't expect downloads to remain high. And last for this week, and totally different, Taylor Swift made history last week by taking over all top 10 songs on Billboard Hot 100 with her new album. She's the first artist to do that, ever. Cool. She also announced a new tour and gave her VIP fans a way to register to buy tickets for the tour early. Yes, she's that popular, you have to register for the pre-sale. Guess where that registration took place? Ticketmaster. As you'd expect, Ticketmaster's downloads rose thanks to this campaign, but you may not know that this campaign also resulted in the highest day of downloads for Ticketmaster ever. Downloads rose to 164,000 on Tuesday, according to our estimates. That's a 993% increase compared to downloads in January of this year. 2022 has been a good year for Ticketmaster. It ended 2020 with a loss of nearly all new downloads, and that trend continued into the first part of 2021. Downloads grew later in 2021 as things opened up and slowly showed signs of full recovery in 2022. Even with this rise, Taylor's tour still managed to give Ticketmaster its best day ever, not just post-COVID. And in case you're curious, the previous all-time best was back in April with 112,000 downloads, so a massive difference. By the way, and this might be expected, Ticketmaster's infrastructure failed during this registration event, so everyone is upset and everyone is complaining on Twitter, which is par for the course these days, and I'm not going to get into it. It's been a while since I looked at IRL apps now that things have mostly gone back to normal, but one trend continues. Everyone is doing more from their phones. Ticketmaster's pre-COVID downloads averaged 23,000 per day, which is a nice number. But in September of this year, they averaged 60,000. That's almost triple, even without the Swifties. So think about that. And on that note, that's all I have for you this week. If you like the data or my analysis, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel for more videos. There's a new one every weekend. And check out this video to learn how you can analyze your competitors to beat them faster. I'll see you next week.